BakerBots LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Burge, coming to you from Washington, D.C. It's just me on today's episode, and I promise to keep it short. Unless you're on a news cleanse, you've likely heard that this morning EPA released three proposed rules establishing greenhouse gas emission standards for new and existing gas and coal-fired power plants. These rules have something for everyone. Four compliance pathways for existing coal-fired units that include everything from retirements, co-firing natural gas, capacity factor limits, and carbon capture. Phased compliance for new natural gas, starting with lower emission rates and ending with carbon capture and sequestration and hydrogen co-firing. And finally, phased compliance for existing combined cycle natural gas units, similar to the standards for new units. Listeners may recall that this is the agency's third attempt to implement greenhouse gas standards for power plants. Never fear, we will release a podcast providing you with a fast fact on these newly proposed standards just as soon as we finish reading the more than 600 pages of text that make up these new rules. In the meantime, I thought it would be helpful to provide a refresher on the statutory basis for the standards and their convoluted origin story. All right. So how did we get here? You see, it all starts with the Clean Air Act. Section 111 of the Clean Air Act authorizes EPA to establish standards of performance for new stationary sources. There are three key provisions to understanding Section 111. First is Section 111A. This is the definition section. Any lawyer will tell you that the definition section is the most important section of any statute. Section 111A defines what is a standard of performance, and here it's the degree of emission reductions achievable through the application of the best system of emission reduction, which takes into account a number of statutory factors and which the administrator determines has been adequately demonstrated. All those terms matter and will continue to matter as this rule moves forward. Second is Section 111B. This is the new source provision. This provision instructs EPA to establish standards of performance based on that definition in 111A for new sources within a regulated source category. Third and finally is Section 111D, aka the artist formerly known as the Clean Power Plan under the Obama administration or the Affordable Clean Energy Rule under the Trump administration. This little used but now quite famous provision of the Act, addresses the establishment of performance standards for existing sources. So that completes our level set on the statutory authority for the new rule. In terms of how we got to the rules that were proposed today, we're going to start way back in October 2015. Now we could go back further, but I've decided a reasonable place to start is October 2015. This is when EPA issued the first new source greenhouse gas performance standards for new coal or gas-fired units. This is a 111B standard. This is the legal prerequisite for regulating sources under Section 111D. 
Also in October 2015, EPA then issued a first-of-their-kind greenhouse gas performance standard for existing coal and gas-fired units under Section 111D, which it affectionately called the Clean Power Plan, or the CPP for short. In February 16, the Supreme Court, in a rare move, issued orders staying the implementation of the Clean Power Plan pending resolution of the many challenges brought in the D.C. Circuit. Oral argument regarding the Clean Power Plan was held in September 2016, so later that year, the D.C. Circuit heard oral argument on the Clean Power Plan. However, also in 2016, we had an election. Shortly after taking office, the new administration asked the D.C. Circuit not to issue its opinion on the Clean Power Plan, even though it had been briefed and even though there had been oral argument, because the new administration planned to reconsider and withdraw the rule. Ultimately, the D.C. Circuit agreed and never issued its ruling in the case. Now we're going to fast forward. So we're going to jump from April 2017 to July 2019. EPA, under the Trump administration, issues a series of rules withdrawing the clean power plan and replacing it with a new set of performance standards. So this is our second shot at this. This rule package was called the Affordable Clean Energy Rule, or ACE for short. ACE was unsurprisingly challenged in due course. And fast forward to 2020, we had another election with another pendulum swing. However, this time, the D.C. Circuit issued an opinion in the case. In January 2021, just days before the transition to the new administration, the D.C. Circuit issued an order vacating EPA's decision to withdraw the Clean Power Plan, and as a result, likewise vacated the ACE standards, but in doing so, called into question whether the Clean Power Plan had been resurrected and was now enforceable. The EPA, under the Biden administration, the new administration, swiftly issued a letter stating that it did not, in fact, intend to implement the Clean Power Plan and would instead promulgate new greenhouse gas performance standards for existing sources. Despite this, the Supreme Court granted review of the D.C. Circuit's decision and, in June 2022, issued a landmark ruling announcing what is known as the Major Questions Doctrine. Applying this doctrine, the court found that the best system of emission reductions, remember here we're going all the way back up to the statutory provision in the definition section in 111A, what is a standard of performance? The court found that the best system of emission reduction applied in the Clean Power Plan exceeded EPA's authority under the Act and remanded the case back to the D.C. Circuit, where it has remained quietly waiting for today's rulemaking package. So there you have it. We are back to present day. Thank you for taking this trip down memory lane with me. Links to the newly proposed rules are available in the episode notes, along with my contact information for anyone with follow-up questions. Please remember to keep an eye out for our Fast Facts episode, where we'll dive into the newly proposed standards. Until then, I'm Megan Burge. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for listening to this BakerBots podcast. For more information on BakerBots practices, please visit us at bakerbots.com. For over 180 years, through 13 offices in nine countries, BakerBots has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. 
This presentation is provided by BakerBots LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.